Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Musical Explaining, the podcast about... Uh, Our sixth episode. Sixth episode. It's about musicals, probably. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, I'm your host, Kava Teherian, with me sometimes. <laughs> so far, six out of six times that we've recorded, she's been here. The one, the only, give it up for Miss Lindsay Ellis. That's almost kind of on brand for this show, but... <laughs> <laughs> that we don't talk about musicals? No, no, for the show you're about to see. Oh, what is? The uh, theatrical introductions. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about six, kind of by popular request, because originally we were going to do something pretty basic, because I was a little nervous about doing a show that hadn't really been seen by a lot of people, because this, this is still in previews. We're this, like musical hipsters right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We're seeing this it show, we're seeing it, You're seeing a show that has technically not opened yet. Oh, really? Yeah. How does that work if it's in preview? It's it's showing. They can still change it. Oh, they're still, I see. They're still kind of like in the editing It's not process. locked in. It's yeah. not picture locked Exactly. Yet. It's not picture locked yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, six. Six. It's a prequel to nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> um, what do you know about? I, the only thing I know, it's something about some king somewhere and king. his six wives and well, be- yeah, okay. beheadings. What, what king? I, I don't know. King George V? King Eighth Henry the Eighth. Yes, okay, King Henry the Eighth. Okay, <laughs> King Henry the Eighth and his six wives apparently, and it's not big love. It's not about polygamy, or it is about polygamy. Well, I don't do really you know, know anything about, about British history? Uh, I mean, yes, but not this specific subject. The Tudors. The uh, no, I don't know about the Tudors. I mean, I know of the Tudors, but yet again, once again, Lindsay, thank you for. Letting the audience know that I don't know a lot about certain subjects, and let's go ahead and talk about the subjects that I know nothing about. But you know what? I read an article about how Ruth Bader Ginsburg is successful because she approaches everything in this mentality of saying, I'm going to be the beginner, and that's what they say is good. That's apparently a Buddhist thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. The like internet be- never lies, so like yes. a beginner in that, like, uh, yeah, I'm going to ask questions about... Yeah, like, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm going to... The yeah. beginner's mentality, or the, what is it, I forget what the term was, but... So you're Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I'm Buddha, Buddha and Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> in one. Buddha and Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> by knowing squat about both Greek yes. mythology and yes. uh, Tudor history. Yes, I swear I know stuff. <laughs> one day we're going to we're going to talk one about. One day we'll it. figure out a thing that I know something about. <laughs> Your area of expertise. Yes, TBD. What that is? Yeah, but, we'll figure it out. Uh, but no, I I know a little bit about it. I, the most thing, the most I know about Tudors is that it was a show at one point. It was a show. <laughs> I covered more or less the exact same uh, area. Well, the thing about like King, they didn't practice bigamy back then, especially with the royals. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like some, uh, you know, Ottoman Empire nonsense. Uh, although that is that would make a great musical. Um, An Ottoman Empire nonsense? Yes, uh, Suleiman and... Uh, oh, right, right. R- 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 is it Ruxelana? Roxanne? Roxanne. Um, Roxanne! Yeah. Um, but I, I'm surprised that hasn't been tapped. That's okay. Maybe it's too That's problematic. That's another musical that we're going to write. Yeah. That would be a great musical. You know the story, right? No. Well, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I can't believe that actually happened. Uh, where it was just like this uh, like teenager in uh, Ukraine-ish, like mm-hmm. back in the 1400s, I think, uh, got kidnapped in a slave raid and sold into the harem of King Suleiman the Great. Okay. <laughs> and then became his favorite concubine and mm-hmm. bore him a son. So in the Ottoman Empire, when they bear a son, 
they're they're not supposed they can't have sex anymore like okay you bore the son now your life is you're done yeah you're done oh shit being my tired con- yeah you have to go take care of the son that is your life's purpose now oh. uh but he loved her so much he broke he broke the rule he became monogamous and um, yeah he and she bore him like six more children holy shit so it's kind of like a weird love story that starts with slavery huh. yeah <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> attempted yeah. anyway. Attempted slavery. Yeah, attempted but, slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, Suleiman sealed the deal. Okay. It was like, it's, it's weird. It's like, there are all these like romance novels about women getting kidnapped and sold into harems. And it's like, turned out that was actually Turns a thing. Was good. By the way, I think you just came up with a great song title. Suleiman sealed the deal. <laughs> Solomon sealed the deal. He sealed it. Da, na, 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 na. I don't know. Oh, we're it. gonna get canceled. Yeah. Every day we're getting canceled. <laughs> that's it. That's our song for every, every day, day we're getting, getting canceled. canceled. We still need to think of a theme song, by the way. That could <laughs> be every a day I'm getting canceled. Every day I'm getting. Can- I'll work on it. Yeah, you work on it. Yeah, go, 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 brainstorm. I'm gonna around. go right, right now. All right. So anyway, so, anyway, six. so uh, King Henry VIII did not have concubines. Okay. That was kind of a problem. Oh. So his six wives were not at the same time. They were in. Oh, he got divorced and married six times. Yeah, well... Man. <laughs> or, like, he killed them, right? Well... <laughs> they had mysterious deaths. Yeah, they, were, they were a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Okay. It's kind of the question of, do you know why the Church of England exists? Yes, I do know about this. And that's because he wanted a divorce. Correct. And so that is his first wife. Right. Catherine of Aragon. Right, right. And then it kind of goes from there. Who he divorced for, um, Anne Boleyn, um, who was the mother of Queen Elizabeth I. So. Is this where the musical starts, with the Church of England being formed? Here's the thing about Six. It doesn't, it, it's not a conventional musical. No, the way that you described it to me sounded insane. Yeah, I kind of don't want to go further than um, the description, because it's like, it. I don't want to say it has no plot, but it's not a conventional musical with a storyline. It's more of a musical description of the lives of these women, but done in a way that is very, very energetic. Well, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was Sarah. Someone said something about, like, it felt like a Spice Girls musical or it something. It is very Spice Girls. Which I don't even understand. I can't even wrap my head around <laughs> what the fuck that means in yeah. this context. I'm almost kind of jealous because, like, I was, like um, I, I was a little tired the night that I saw it, but I was just like, man, I could use that energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was some good content. Big Spice Girls energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, six, the musical... Here with some stats. Stats. Book, music, and lyrics by Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss, who were like 12 years old when they wrote this, by which I mean they were undergrads. Children. <laughs> yes, children. children. They were undergrads at Cambridge. Uh, they were like seniors or whatever the British equivalent of that is. Right. And they wrote the first version of it, which... Um, premiered at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2017. Recent one. Yeah. Um, and it became a, a huge hit and um, has, like, a really devoted following, is one of the most downloaded albums on Spotify. Um, it did Off West End 2018, had a tour West End 2019, a few more tours, and then debuts on Broadway next month. It hasn't actually debuted right. yet. Hasn't picture locked. <laughs> hasn't picture locked. So yeah, the uh, it's That's pretty crazy though. Yeah, Can you like, imagine writing like a fucking musical your senior year? Yeah, and then two years later you're almost picture locking on on Broadway. Yeah, it's and like well, and uh, Lucy Moss who co-wrote it is also the co-director oh, of okay. the show. Um, so and as you can see, like modern Broadway shows are have a lot of 
elements. So I'm just sort of like, wow, like right out your first job out of college is like (laughs) ending up on Broadway. Um, It's either going to have a very successful career or you're going to like peak and then it's everything downhill after that. Hopefully the former, not the latter. Yeah, you have the um, uh, example of Lin-Manuel Miranda Mm. who also... Was he really young? Lin-Manuel Miranda would have been in his mid-twenties when he wrote his first big hit, which is Shit. In the Heights, 25, 26. That's the movie that's coming out soon, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. That's, that, that one's getting a movie. Um, and that one um, won Tony for Best Musical in 2008, yeah. I believe. Oh, whoa, no. In the Heights debuted in 2005. Wow. <laughs> he, so that means he was basically the same age when he wrote it yeah. as... Uh, as Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss were when they wrote Six. So yeah, it uh, de- it debuted in 2005, made it to Broadway in 2008, at which point it uh, won the Tony for Best Musical. So we and might he- be seeing like the equivalent of like mm-hmm. Lin-Manuel Miranda's you might. first show right now. Yeah, I feel like Six will bring back, like it almost feels like a concept album. Okay. So it's very similar to Jesus Christ Superstar in that way. Okay. Um, and but also it's like Jesus Christ Superstar is also pretty short. Like, um, yeah, this one's eighty minutes. Yeah, right? eighty minutes. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> I think this one might be your favorite. I love it. Just <laughs> based like, on the length, yeah. ten out of ten. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess the thing is like it doesn't feel like a musical. It doesn't feel pretentious, but it definitely has that Spice Girls energy. Um, and the cast is very energetic. So, um, are these all new people in the cast, or are they people you know from other stuff? Yeah, they're pretty new. Like okay. it's all it, it's all very experimental. But I think the thing the thing that people are excited about with this musical is like doesn't really have a lot of competition for <laughs> Tonys this year. Because um, the thing about the Tonys is they are very biased against um, adaptational stuff, jukebox musicals. Um, like Jagged Little Pill, the Atlantis Morissette musical. Mm. Uh, Probably not going to win. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire, based on a movie, probably not going to win. I'm sad you didn't tell me about this earlier, that there was a Mrs. Doubtfire musical. But it's not out yet. Oh, right, right. You yeah. did tell me that. Yeah. So it's like, we'll, right. we'll, have, we'll have, to, have to come back and <laughs> experience the Mrs. Doubtfire musical I'm really curious together. to see what they do with that. I mean, I, I, again, I was, generally, I am not a fan of these musicals that are based on nostalgic to millennials movies. Sure. Um, so I was surprised that Beetlejuice was good. And the only reason I saw it was because it had such, like, buzz on the internet. Yeah. Uh, same with Six, because, like, Six is another one of these, um, you know, similar to, like, okay, I'm not going to say it's, like, Rent content-wise, but it's similar in that it it, it basically was elevated to its current um, status by a really devoted following. Base. okay. Yeah. yeah, and that's where it like got its investors from. And so there are a lot of shows like that. Hades Town is kind of similar, where it's like the fact that it was such a critical darling means that angel investors can come in and invest. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, well, now you can have like your lighting and yeah. everything, everything you ever wanted. Okay, yeah, so... Uh, so what do you think I'm going to think of this one? I think you're going to think it was short. Right. Um... <laughs> Great. Already love it. Although I've been um, I've been actually, let down already. I, I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know how you're going to react. Um, What's the music like? It's poppy, you mean? It's very poppy. Okay. I think uh, it's also very, uh, like, I think when they say the Spice Girls thing, it's also very, like, it's it's, it's like a smarter version of Spice Girls. Let's okay. put it that way. Are you saying the Spice Girls aren't smart? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Jesus. No, no, I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> Every day I'm getting canceled. Right. I was going to say, that's what's going to get us canceled, <laughs> not like, all the weird offensive shit yes. that we say. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, um, you go enjoy six, and oh, 
everyone else enjoy this ad read. Ad read. This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream, a subscription streaming service with thousands of documentaries and nonfiction titles. You can also get access to our streaming video service, Nebula, when you sign up for CuriosityStream using our code at curiositystream.com slash musicalsplaining. That's the name of the podcast, in case you'd forgotten. Nebula is a video streaming platform built by and for creators, not by some corporate drone, terrible Silicon Valley types who don't love puppies. We love puppies here. We're very pro-puppy. When CuriosityStream is all about big-budget non-fiction videos, we're building Nebula because we want a place for smaller, independent, education-ish creators to try out new ideas that might not work out on YouTube. You know, like mom-and-pop kind of stuff. With Nebula, you can see original ugh, content again. But anyway, you can see original content from creators like CGP Grey, Chris Exog, and eventually Lindsay and I will have some Nebula originals tying in with this very podcast that you're listening to right now. Assuming that you are actually listening to this ad in this podcast and you haven't skipped through it, I really hope you haven't. Because this is extremely entertaining for anyone who's listening to it, I imagine. Probably. Anyway, those Nebula originals will be made with the support of CuriosityStream. And so, in conclusion, you can get CuriosityStream plus our streaming service, Nebula, for only $2.99 per month or $19.99 for a full year? That's an insane deal. You got to do it. So go ahead and visit CuriosityStream.com to learn more. And now back to the podcast. And we're back. Hi, everybody. It's, we are back. It's been 84 years. <laughs> 84 years. How are you doing, Linz? Um, Been better. I've aged about 84 years. That yeah, has nothing to do that. with the topic at hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is all about the youth, this one that yeah. we're doing today. It's all about sort the young of. people. Yeah. Well, I guess I mean, we can we can jump in on like the... Uh, um, the circumstances around which yes. we saw this show and how they relate to our current predicament. Yeah, so we saw this back in February. I believe I went on the night of February 25th. Yes, it was almost exactly two months ago, a little more than yeah. two months ago. Uh, which happened to be like right before all the corona craziness started. Thankfully, we managed to uh, get in right under the, the buzzer. Yeah, at uh, least the travel buzzer. Yeah, the travel buzzer. So <laughs> we don't I... know if we got it or not because <laughs> the theater that uh, Six was performing at had the first uh, confirmed COVID cases in the staff. Yeah, it was one of the ushers, I believe. Mm -hmm. So um, this usher could have been a super spreader. Who knows? So we saw it. We recorded the first half. We were planning on, of course, recording the second half right after like we usually do and then you know a lot of stuff went crazy so uh we're now finally getting to a point where we're able to play catch up not well, we catch were planning up. on recording it when um we got back yeah and then very hastily the stay at home order came down um and then also i was just looking last night at my um you know, my spreadsheet that showed like all of the tours that are coming through LA and when we're going to oh, see yeah. what show. And I'm just like, <laughs> so I guess it took some time to reorganize how exactly we're going to do it. So right now we are sitting yeah, the whole, 30 miles uh, away, <laughs> 30 miles apart, talking to each other through Google Hangouts, Cave's yeah, in a closet. Greetings from uh, Sarah's closet. I'm surrounded <laughs> by millions of shoes and a lot of jackets. 
Which feels like it's appropriate for a theater podcast. I definitely yeah. feel like I'm in the proper space for it. And also, like, for the show at hand, it did have a lot of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a detail I was paying attention to. So, Lindsay, I have thoughts about the musical Six. Uh-huh. Well, why don't you go first? Okay. So, I I will have to say this, right? So, I was excited about Six because it's, I believe, 85 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so already going into it, I had high expectations about how good it was going to be. It was really funny. So that night that we went, the line was like around the block to get in. Mm -hmm. And it was just like teenage girl after teenage girl after teenage girl after teenage. I swear to God, like 75% mm -hmm. of the audience was like girls that were like 17 and under probably. Yeah, that seems like the ideal audience. <laughs> yeah. And then it was funny because we were in the line and as I'm like walking further and further back, I just remember being like, oh God, what am I doing here? What is happening? Why? I just started to feel more and more out of place and like weirdly embarrassed. I don't know why I felt embarrassed. I just sort of felt like a weirdo. Like mm -hmm. I was this like hey, old man showing Hey little girl, are you excited up. to yeah. see Catherine of Aragon? <laughs> yeah, I just felt weird. And I was like, because I'm not there with like a child or anything. I mean, I'm there with Sarah, so obviously you know, that's your girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, so that part of it's all right. <laughs> See, that that's a lot like your masculinity will remain unaffronted <laughs> because you had a woman with you. It's true. Uh, so I thought this was just like normal for six to have that many young girls there. But it turns out that it was like theater night for like New York City high schools or something as a way to get mm -hmm. them to like, you know, be excited about uh, Broadway and to see shows. And that's why there was like, you know, 700 million girls at mm -hmm. that show. So that made me feel a little bit better. I wasn't like as weirded out by it where I was like, do I belong here? I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> Overall, I have to say, I actually really enjoyed it. Oh. I have a lot of thoughts about it. <laughs> uh -huh. And I don't want to get anyone's hopes up to say like, oh yeah, no, I like musicals. Because of course I still don't. <laughs> but I, I, I found it to be, and I mean this as a compliment in like the best possible way. It reminded me of like a 85 minute like Lonely Island music video. Like from beginning to end. And so I thought it was like the, the lyrics were witty, the songs were funny, and they were, and of course, you know, you were, you were talking about this before we went to see it, where you're like, I don't know if it classifies as like a proper musical. And I can, I'm pretty sure that's probably why I enjoyed it more because it was just like a concert is really all it felt like. Really? But that, that, the same could be said for Cats. Cats is not really a concert as much as it is a weird abomination of insane. <laughs> I mean, it's like a review, you know. This was historically uh, interesting, right? I learned something from... I didn't learn anything from cats. Uh, you learned about the naming of cats. I learned about that like, <laughs> there's learned, no logic to what... You learned about the heavy side layer. <laughs> I learned that there's no logic to what will you be successful. You learned, yeah, that, you know, how to address a cat. Yeah, meow, meow. <laughs> I know that... Uh, what was it? Not Judy Dench. Who was it? It was uh, Elaine Stritch was like, get the fuck away from me, right? Yeah, the yeah. Clip? yeah. Which you learned that you're, you have a soul bond with Elaine Stritch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Donaghy. That's my favorite character yes. ever. Oh, she's great. You know, in terms of like form following function, right? The songs mm -hmm. being pop songs. And as far as like what the entire point of it was, uh, it made it, it, it felt like it was consistent all the way through. Like there was a bunch of pop songs. They were all fun. There's one ballad, right? And the ballad feels earned because it's a way to sort of like, if, again, it feels like a concert where you're like sort of slowing down the middle of the show to have like your whatever lighters up in the air. I guess people don't do that anymore. They use cell phones now. But 
I have to say it was just, it was like fun. It was to the point. And by the end of it, I wasn't like, uh, like I, it didn't lag at any point. And it's not mm-hmm. just because it was short. It just, it felt like these people knew how to write songs for somebody like me with like a short attention span. So that's my general first thought of it. I, I did have fun. I thought the songs were really funny and they were really, there's some really clever lines in it that I really enjoyed. I actually wrote my favorite one down, which was in the, uh, the German techno song that they do. Uh-huh. The House of Holbein. House of Holbein. She's, what does it say? It says, uh, we'll turn this fear into a nine. Which is like fear is number four in German. And then he says nine, yeah, like to nothing. A nine. The number, I was like, fuck, that's really good. That's like, that's almost like MC level, like hip hop lyrics. Like that's the like level Eminem of wit. punning. Yeah I, yeah, I I really like that. And they kept going back to it. I was like, this is really funny. Um, so, you know, I'm noticing a theme in which obviously I think I like stuff that's more comedic and witty mm-hmm. and sort of funny more than the stuff that tends to be dramatic. But no, I I, I got to say, I, even I was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Like I was into it by the end. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. I, was, I was screaming right along with all the 14 year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to preface this by saying that we did not see this on the same day. We did not. I saw it the day before uh, Kave saw it. And I was having a really bad day. Like (laughs) I was having like a next level, like top one or 2% bad day. And I saw it with uh, my two friends, Angelina and Princess, Angelina, who was on the Phantom episode uh, and Princess, who is my co-writer for It's Lit. And um, I'd say that they are both, uh, I I don't don't know if Angelina is like a big Tudor history fan, but Princess is. And she like knows way more about Tudor history than I think either of us do. As I was leaving, I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to think of, I'm going to have to figure out how to pretend like I liked this. Like, oh, I did not enjoy The tables sex. have turned. The tables have turned. <laughs> I was not. And like months later, after the bad day started to subside, I was like kind of freaking out. Like, I've got to find something nice to say about this. Because I, oh I think God. the thing, yeah, the thing that, because um, like the Spice Girls analogy and what you said about Frozen felt very apt for me because I think it was like this idea of, did you ever consider that, you know, the focus on the six wives of Henry VIII might be sexist Ooh. was a little too basic for me to get anything from. Are you saying you're a men's rights activist? Is that what's happening right now? No, I'm saying like, <laughs> welcome to 2004. I'm saying like, yeah. we've had this discourse. We're past it. This is not interesting anymore, unless you're in middle school, which I'm like, okay, yeah, that's who it's for. That's why it felt like the Spice Girls analogy is really apt because when I was like 12 in the 90s, I was like, yeah. wow, this is really innovative, these Spice Girls. Meanwhile, people who were in their 30s in the 90s must have been like, really? <laughs> like, this is what you consider like, empowering this is what you consider radical okay um but then when i mentioned on twitter that episode six was going to be six i think we got more negative reactions than we did positive which really surprised me i got like like oh man that's such trash tear it apart and i was like genuinely confused because i hadn't seen any backlash interesting um, 
And I like actually Googled it. I'm like, why don't people who 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 is this person that doesn't like six? Is it in the UK? Probably it's probably way, way overplayed there. But I couldn't really find any like critical reaction or fan reaction that explained why people were like uh six. So I think like the thing that kind of um, the thing that it kind of reminded me of was um, <laughs> as well. I'm well. I'm like dragging everybody and just, like burning any goodwill I had left. So one of our classmates, <laughs> who I'm not going to name here, like a few years ago, he wanted to make this sort of like um, th- this little video that I think he he clearly thought it was going to go viral uh, about Marvel <laughs> movies. Um, that was like, look at all these white people in Marvel movies. And look at all these Latino people. And then it was like tumbleweeds. And I like, again, this was in like 2017. And I'm like, welcome to 2004. Um, welcome to like, we've had, we like anyone who would be interested in sharing this has this, this, this discourse is exhausted. Like we have moved past this a long sure. time ago, This is not news uh, to but them. it's like, yeah, because I think it's like it, it also depends kind of on the medium, like because I think like if this was a TV show or a film, again, it would be like, guys, we <laughs> like the, we, we know <laughs> like this isn't you know, this isn't interesting. This isn't radical. But for theater, it kind of is like. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you think that this qualifies as like a because you're saying it's Spice Girls, right? So. Yeah, you could make an argument that this is meant to be. And that's again, like, I think it's very apt that when I was there, it was a bunch of like 15, 14, 16 year old girls. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this essentially would function as their generation's kind of Spice Girl experience. I, I spent a lot of time after we saw it trying to figure out why people liked this other than it was like, ooh, English history. I like that, uh, which I don't normally do. Normally, I don't have feel like I have to qualify my opinion so much, but I genuinely felt like I was like, maybe it was my bad day or I'm just missing something. And the thing that finally made me feel a feeling was... Um, there's a video on YouTube that was like mm-hmm. a flash mob. I think it was like in front of Buckingham Palace um, where it was like the last big number from six. Uh, when it was just like all teenage girls and they were like, yeah. And I was like, OK, I feel a feeling there because it's like it's something that makes them feel empowered. And it isn't yeah. like, you know, about a guy or I mean, it kind of is, but it's like it's not Twilight. You know, it's like right. something for teenage girls that is actually, you know, making them feel empowered that's not related to who they end up with. I don't think I'd seen something like that before where they're saying, hey, we're the six wives of Henry the well, not, eight, Yeah, the not that specifically. But, but the yeah. idea that like he he's not even shown in it, like they just sort of, he's mm-hmm. discussed, but they actually never like show him. And then they just sort of decide at the end that they're going to whatever, take their own narrative. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not, is that something that's like super common? Because I haven't seen um, something like that before in that sense. I, I can't think of anything that uh, like off the top of my head where it's like we're decentering the character who is traditionally the center of this yeah, narrative. Exactly. Um, and I do think that's interesting, but I think like there were just too many groaners for me where it's just like at the very <laughs> beginning where they're like, we're going to make this into a competition about who yeah. had it worse because that's the framing devices like they and then they start fighting and yes. I just like. Uh, no, you know, because I, I just—I like, agree with you on that. I knew, that where, part of it, I I knew like. where it was going because it was like, oh, we're gonna team up at the end and reveal that this was all a, 
a ploy like this was all a charade and that's exactly what happened and uh like then when the ballad came that yeah. was when i was like please god end this like it felt so long <laughs> like, and then like that's how i, I think, feel like, about every the ballad most, every musical <laughs> the most torturous part for me was again the end six where they keep counting down like five more minutes and i was like please god end minutes kept kept going and going and then it's like four more minutes i was like please end end i am begging you (laughs) and here's the thing for me yeah i know isn't that funny um because i i do kind of need a story because it's like it was like a concert and i think that's just not for me you know it like because i was just like it was one set the whole time i felt felt like the only thing that was really elevating it was how talented the uh actors were because yeah. I also listened to the uh, the original recording that with the British uh, original cast, and uh, you know there's like familiarity bias, but I felt like the American cast was just more interesting. Um, like mm. especially the girl that plays Anne Boleyn, I've heard like just aghast at the idea that like she doesn't have that sort of London chav accent, and I'm like I don't know what to tell you. I just the sort of like mean spirited smart dits. I thought that worked. Um, and oh, I thought the cast the, was that's great. The no 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 way that one is that mm. the one she sings? Yeah no yeah. no 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 Anne Boleyn the, the one in green Which, the one in green she sings sorry don't sorry don't lose so, oh, sorry yeah, not yeah, sorry yeah. sorry not sorry don't yeah, lose yeah. your head because she was funny she does. Yeah, yeah, she, she, I think she was the funniest one, and I've, I've heard a lot of, like, resistance to um, the idea of, like, uh, Anne Boleyn, or a resistance to the idea of Anne Boleyn being played by an American, but they're all they're all played by Americans. Yeah. Uh, and to me, I'm like, that's just as anachronistic as them being played by, like, you know, non-English actors, so, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> why that would stick in people's cry, I don't, like, I, I get it, it's familiarity bias, and, like, sure. that, that's true of most things, you know? Yeah. That, that's why it took me so long to admit that Sarah Brightman is a bad Christine. Because <laughs> it's like familiarity bias. It's the, of course, I guess you've never heard Sarah Brightman. Um, another appeal of the Spice Girls in the 90s was um, you, that you pick your favorite. And yes. um, yeah. Yeah. like the, I'm Posh Spice or I'm Sporty Spice. Uh, and I think that's another big part of the appeal for this one. It's like, but it's much more rigid here since it's a literal competition. And then at the end, whenever they're... Um, you know, or just like the merch that they're selling, um, like the bags was like, or there were a lot of them that were like, pick your favorite queen. Um, and I think, I think princess got Catherine of Aragon. Like, uh, you could, you could like pick a, you know, get specific to which one that you like. So it was very Spice Girlsy in how it was marketed, but perhaps even more deliberate than Spice Girls were. Uh, who was their Simon Cowell? I guess it was. The- <laughs> King Henry was King Henry the Eighth. <laughs> no, it was the audience or or nobody because we're we're gonna um we're gonna subvert your expectations. <laughs> Ooh, that's true. Uh, I guess not Simon Cowell. Simon um, Cowell passed on the Spice Girls, right? I don't know. That's not important. I don't. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm surprised. No, and again for for a 36 year old man who hasn't really engaged in much sort of feminist oriented mm-hmm. pop music, I was like, oh, this is funny. I, I like I said yeah. though, I thought it was. I can I can certainly see why you would feel that way. I just think like the wit and the songwriting sort of held. I, I guess that's more of where I would place my interests, mm-hmm. and so I think that the the sharpness of that kind of 
aspect of it. Like even the, the them going back words. and forth into like the house music, like when they're going mm-hmm. to the, like, again, that German song's really funny. It's a really good song. Like it's Lonely Island. Like it's, it's witty. Yeah. It's like, you know, and, and to me, like, I love a lot of like sort of, I don't know if you'd call them parody bands like that, like that or like Tenacious mm-hmm. D or whoever. Like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. what separates people who are really good at it from people who are really bad at it is that you can have good jokes, but if the music's not like good or in the spirit of like what it's yeah. mocking. If it's not catchy. Yeah. It's like offensive to me. Then I'm like, fuck you. What are you doing? But like if you're writing good songs and they're also funny, then I'm like, all right, cool. I'm totally on board because that's really hard to do. But to be clear, like this is not to say that I did not enjoy any of it. I think the fact that like it it is so segmented between each queen, it's just like if you're not here for all of it, then the parts that you don't like feel like an eternity. Um, <laughs> like Anne Boleyn, I thought was great. Like that was where I started to perk up. I'm like, oh, maybe. And then like it got to uh, the ballad and it just lost me. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I didn't know that her name was Jane. I was like, Jane Seymour, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman's on the fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, what's going on? Jane Seymour, the, the one that actually... Gave him a boy who died at the age of 13. Died in childbirth. Sick, sickly, sickly royals. But, um, uh, <laughs> and also, uh, I guess Catherine Parr's song, who was the last of the six, uh, uh-huh. I thought, I actually thought that was, that was good. That was moving because it was like, uh, framing her life as like just being completely out of her control. Like, you know, I was in love with some other guy, but then the king sees you and he's like, you know, you have to do what he says or, or bad yeah, things are going to happen to you and your family. Yeah. I don't have a choice. The historical revisionism at the end, which is like, uh, you know, it's deliberate. It's sort of like, hey, let's imagine what it could have been like if they had been in control of their own narratives. Like they go start a band, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> move to Albuquerque and make pots. You know, it's like it, whatever. It's, that's cool. Tarantino does it. Why the fuck not? He kills Hitler at the end yeah, of the Glorious yeah. Bastards. Why can't all the wives be friends? Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought that was fine. <laughs> it, was it, me. it was fun it was again it's like it, if it was trying to be like this huge again so form following function like it's meant to be this like fun mm-hmm. sort of like quick and easy like poppy kind of thing like it's i i didn't get the sense that it's meant to be like this thing that you write like a this is not a jab at you but like an entire youtube thesis video about it I think you it's can just write sort of an entire meant. YouTube thesis video about anything. <laughs> I just did an hour-long one about cats, and That's it's true. like sitting pretty at a million and a half views right now. So, That's and also <laughs> a supercut of Jesus Christ Superstar going what? But that's its own thing. That's um, a whole separate conversation. But no, I yeah, think yeah. I, 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 again, this was my impression. I guess it was meant to be more fun, the way that pop is meant to be fun. And, I mean, yeah, and, it's like it can be fun, but I, I felt like the did we just blow your mind like aspects are like it, it's again, like I think it's like the fact that you don't really live in those like, you know, feminist studies circles makes it more novel to you. I'm not trying to. No, no, I mean, you're right. It's, it's true. It's not something I've gotten sought out. Yeah, it's just like I just feel inundated with that shit. <laughs> and um, it's like, like as <laughs> as and I think like the thing is like. That doesn't need to be a bad thing. Like the fact that, you know, because like every everything has been done before, like there is no such thing as an original narrative. Sure. Uh, it, but this doesn't have a narrative, whatever. Um, no, I, I understand I, I what you're it's saying. Just like, I, you know what I yeah, felt? It's like how to, it's it, done. Like, I think it's just like it doesn't allow vulnerability. It doesn't it doesn't allow for any. It's just very kind of 
except for the ballad and the last one. But like just the framing device of the competition really turned me off. The whole like turning it around is like, hey, maybe this was sexist the whole time was like really made me groan. It's just like it it, it just it just felt very 2004 feminism. And (laughs) um, I just did. There was just nothing there for me. I, I will say that the ending, like that ending sort of dialogue that they all have, that was the only part that like really irked me because it was very like just on the nose. Like, here's the exact point of what we're trying to do here. And here's the sum. Like, I, that's the only thing that stuck out to me. But I was like, eh, it's fine. Whatever. It's an 85 minute musical. It's pop songs. Like, I'm not expecting like a really good monologue at the end of it. I don't want it to sound like I hated this. I didn't. I just. I didn't care enough. And as weeks went by and I kept trying to make myself care, I just, there was just nothing to really grab onto. And I think part of that is just like, you know, I think either it needs to be kind of new to you or maybe you're young and hope, you know, this, this, you do find this empowering or maybe young at heart and you find it empowering. I was just like, for me, (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. I guess I'm just too cynical for it. I don't know. Maybe there was something about the fact that, again, I was in that audience with so many young girls and there was just like, I'm sure that helped. Like if it, uh, like, cause again, again, like the only time I I really was in the audience with a bunch of little girls. No, 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 no. Like the only time I felt a feel was whenever I watched that, um, flash mob video on YouTube. Yeah. There was like an energy and it was like, it was like cackling or crackling a little bit. It was just like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like people were just like the fucking applaud. Like, what did we talk about? We talked about uh, phantom, right? Or like phantom people were applauding the set pieces, but like, Every song, it was like everybody on their feet. It was every seat was packed and it was just like, Mm -hmm. it was like Max Fisher, like hearing the audience when he comes out in Rushmore, like the, (laughs) it was like, it was insanity. Mm -hmm. So I think that certainly added to it too. I wonder how it would have felt if I had seen it without that audience, if that would have just been like, "Eh, whatever. I thought the creator's story was interesting. You know, that thing, like they were like in their, they were like 21, 22 when they wrote it. Yeah, Yeah. They're like 25 now. And I I thought it, I thought it was, well, I thought it was really interesting because it's like, it reminded me a lot of USC, like the culture of USC, like how everyone kind of had this dream of stepping right out of school with this mega hit in no small part, because like, it does happen, you know, like it, it, maybe not for me. Yeah, exactly. We went to, no, he was. Well, he, he was the semester ahead of me. So he was two semesters ahead of you. Because I think it's also kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and In the Heights, um, which was also a huge hit out of, he wrote it while he was at Wesleyan. You know, that was sort of like, it, he could have like peaked there being like a Tony Award winner at the age of like 24, which I think he was when In the Heights won. Um, or, and, but then he went on to write an even bigger hit, Hamilton, which was Hamilton. Yeah. Well, I have a question for you. Having not seen um, In the Heights, is it does it rank sort of similar to Six? I haven't in terms seen of... In the Heights. Oh, you haven't seen it? Okay. Well, I don't know <laughs> I'm if it was one like... of those, yeah. I wonder if it's more, and again, I have no idea. I'm just sort of asking the question, like, does it feel <laughs> more sort of uh, light? The well, In the Heights has a story. Does? I like the, the only, the, the thing I will, you know, and this is like part of why I'm like, I don't really know how to, you know, contextualize, you know, or rather how to compare a musical with a story with a musical that doesn't because six yeah. was just a review. It didn't have any set changes. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if I liked the way it looked. I think it was very visually busy. I'm not sure if it worked, <laughs> you know, and it's just know. sort of one of those Funny. things where I'm like, I, 
I'm just going to, you know, because I felt like I'm just going to go along with it because other people like it. So I'm going to pretend like I like it <laughs> because I don't have a reason. I, I don't have like a, a legit, I can't articulate a criticism, <laughs> you know, <laughs> other than it just seems extremely busy. And I'm not sure if that's the same thing as good. Oh my God, you got peer pressured into liking six and now the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. I, well, I see, it's a good I mean, thing whatever, that it took fine. two months. No, I'm saying I'm glad. No, I'm glad that it, t- like, I, I, we took the time to, you know, that it oh, took right. two months L- to actually record this bit. so I could actually, like, separate my feelings from, like, because I, I should have, like, enjoyed it. I was with, you know, even though I wasn't in, like, an audience full of middle schoolers, I was with, like, my friends who really did enjoy, like, at the, there was, like, one bit at the end, which again was kind of like what made me uh, kind of presumes ignorance on the part of the audience when um, it's like Catherine Howard, I think, or Catherine Parr goes, does anyone remember the wife of Henry the sixth? And I could hear princess over there like Elizabeth of York. And like, and who remembers the wife of Henry the fifth? Catherine of Anjou, like she just, or, or it was Margaret of Anjou, like she, she, like she knew and people know. And it's just like, I don't know. Cause it just, it was like making that point felt really weak in relation to uh, like what they were trying to say. Like Henry VIII isn't primarily famous for having six wives. He's famous for creating the church of England. That's why history remembers Henry VIII. Yeah, he, he cut England off that's from true. the Catholic church. So it's like, uh, that, Listen. that idea that like Henry VIII was famous for his six wives was like, no, <laughs> no. I mean, they were relevant to why Listen, he was famous. Let me tell but you, like, when I was 22 or 23, I didn't even know any of this stuff, let alone having <laughs> written a musical that would have gotten this successful. So I can't fault yeah, them for that. The, the would have won the Tony if we we're having the, t- I don't know what yeah. they're doing with the Tonys this year. I still don't like, cause I think they haven't figured it out yet, but either way, like a ridiculous number of the shows that we're planning on re- being released at the time won't be out. And because like <sighs> technically six isn't even eligible because it was still in previews when it closed. So yeah. the only musical that is eligible for a Tony this year, get, do you know what it is? Is it Mrs. Doubt? Oh no, Mrs. Doubtfire is not out yet. Was it? Yeah, it didn't open. Fucking- uh, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. Oh, <laughs> the musical. That's weird. The Percy so Jackson win musical it by default. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was a clean sweep, even though it wow. already closed. So strange. Yeah, it's, the, it's best not to the think only about musical that opened between uh, June and the pandemic. <clears throat> but it also, like you know, okay. you mentioning in the Heights makes me think of like, um, you know, we can't go outside, and it's just like maddening you know i i wish i had seen in the heights because i could have because i lived in new york when it was uh out um when it when it first uh when it was playing and um you know it's kind of one of those things where it's like i have you know looking back on all the effort you've done and like the fact that i did see the spider-man musical and i did see lestat the musical which are like notoriously bad but it's like i've never you know i've never regretted really doing something like that but i've constantly regretted not doing a thing you know i do regret not seeing in the heights when i had the chance i'm i'm i super don't regret seeing this i'm glad i did and i i see it really kind of feel like these these restrictions that we now have is just kind of like put that into sharp relief uh that um yeah now that we have effectively lost our freedom of mobility and um all of these you know plans i had for 2020 are just like completely collapsed so it's like even though it didn't really do anything for me i'm really glad we saw it 
Even I'm glad I saw it. Even I'm glad that we got to go see a bunch of musicals in a row, even though I hate yeah. all of musicals. And, but <laughs> in retrospect, I'm glad I did it. I don't regret it, certainly. Yeah, it's like, it is kind of strange to think that like our last outing, God knows when we'll get to go back to New York again, oh, uh, was, was for that. You know, and it's just, uh, you know, if we had known, would it have like changed the... Uh, the tone of it, I don't think so because it's like ultimately would, we were there for work. But. Yeah, I would have eaten more pizza probably, but not that I didn't <laughs> eat enough. But no, it was honestly. So I, the thing I have to say about it is that I liked out of the ones that we saw. I think I had the most fun experience in six because it was the one that really? I was. It, 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 I had the biggest personal arc of like being in line and being like, oh God, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> to by the end of it being like, oh, that was actually really fun and I enjoyed it and it's over quickly. And I, it, it, it's sort of, and, and by the way, it's not just musicals that are like that. Like I also just get really angry at most films because most movies are like <laughs> 20, 30 minutes too long because there's just padding in my opinion. I have been like trying to watch movies like I, I started watching the Mary Queen of Scots movie that's on HBO Go starring uh, Sir, uh, Saoirse Ronan and uh-huh. um, Margot Robbie. And I cut it off like halfway because yeah. and I'm just like, is it social media? Is Am I like training myself to have a really low attention span or are movies just boring? The like- movies are also they're in general longer than they were like 15 years ago. Oh, God. Yeah, that 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 movie, that HBO movie was more than two hours long. Yeah. I honestly, I, I, I would that, argue it's both. It's social media and it's the fact that films are longer. It's like yeah. it's pulling you in both directions, which is why it's so difficult. Yeah, I kept trying to start movies that I hadn't seen and I just kept cutting them off at the halfway mark. And I'm like, am I just, has my attention span changed? Is it the, like, the pandemic, the fact that my brain has effectively turned into Play-Doh uh, and I can't focus on anything anymore? Or is it just that movies are, too long and not it's, it's all of them. Yeah, it's all of them. All of them. Sarah Sarah gets mad at me because that's she's always like, let me guess after we come out of a movie or after we used to come out of a movie. She'd be like, Let me guess, it's twenty minutes too long. And I'm like, Yep, you can cut it here, 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 and here, and this is where it lags, and you don't actually need this, and this should have been here. Because you know, you always think like an editor when you go watch a movie if you're not like yeah, totally no, every- involved in it. I have the same thing with novels now, like, um, or even nonfiction for that matter. Like I saw that like Dave Rubin's book uh, just got like eviscerated by the spectator. And a lot of it was just because he got things wrong, like facts wrong. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking of like all of the, I have to go like after we get off here, I have to go answer queries from my um, like 18th query like you need to address this there's a there's a setup here that is not mentioned later or there's a thing later that wasn't mentioned earlier and you need to clarify this and it's just like I went through all this and there was another yeah there was another book that I read recently again I'm not going to mention the author because they were a debut but like there were so many little things they got wrong it just infuriated me in a way that it never would have (laughs) um (laughs) up and comer Dan Brown (laughs) Da Vinci Code is what you're talking about I think we all know no it was angels and demons Whenever you kind of work in a medium, like those little things that normally you wouldn't have noticed, like stand out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last movie that I saw where I was like, this is not too long, but it's actually just long enough. And it's it's hard to think of them. I think like maybe into Sonic the the Hedgehog. Yeah. (laughs) Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was probably the last one where I was like, this is the perfect movie. That's good. leg." maybe I quit paying to go to see movies for a little while because I was like on influencer screening lists. So every movie I saw in theaters was like a Marvel movie. And then I shat on the Lion King too hard 
And then uh, I never got invited back again. So every movie I saw after that was like some trash, like Dr. Doolittle or uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. And so I just, I never, I, like, I just haven't seen a movie that is like anything other than like franchise garbage or what, however we want to categorize Dr. Doolittle in uh, forever. <laughs> and especially, especially now, because I'm just like, this isn't really on topic, but thinking about how like, man, movies are never going to come back. Like, as we knew it, I think if we're lucky, it'll be a bunch of franchises. It's hard to make predictions right now because we have no idea how it's going to turn out. Yeah. I mean, it is baffling to me that AMC has, like, decided to go to war with Universal. You really got to be choosers right now when the odds of you surviving this are not great. <laughs> All right. Well, from for the foreseeable future, um, we are going to be watching... Pro shot, or if I can find them, high quality bootlegs. Uh, that remains to be seen. If anyone out there yeah, has a know. high quality bootleg of Spider Man Turn Off the Dark, please email us at musicalsplaining at gmail.com. Uh, yes. we'll, 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 uh, we'll compensate you for it and we won't share it. I promise it's for work. That's so strange, by the way, the Spider Man thing. Or I'm like, because I have weirdo friends who like know all, like how to get all kinds of weird shit on the internet and they're like fucking baffled by it. They're yeah, like, I know, I know these exist, thing? but they are they're being hoarded by the uh, the, the high quality bootleg community, which is a thing. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Um, I, I'm I'm honestly surprised. I'm, I'm really impressed by like how much they've been able to hoard it. Like you would think somebody. At yeah, some yeah. Point, Someone would have no, leaked it. I, nothing. I promise. I promise we won't leak it. Um, but in the meantime, I, I I did a Twitter poll for what should be uh, next. Uh, <laughs> are you excited? Are you excited to watch Rent? It's it's like upsetting, especially because Rent is on everyone's mind. And I'm like, should I go on a rent strike and not pay my rent or watch the fucking musical Rent? That's well, it's funny I was because like the, the protagonists of Rent would agree with you there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> or who knows? Maybe in the era of coronavirus, I'll feel different about Rent. Yeah, maybe I'll be like, this um, movie was amazing and it was it touched me deeply and it was fantastic. You never know. I just oh, did unfortunately, we're six. not watching the movie. We're watching oh, a pro right, right. shot. The pro shot. Okay, right, right. Yeah. I mean, if, if evidence from this is like... Because, again, Rent is the musical I want to kick in the nuts more than any other. So you probably will hate it less than I do because I don't think anyone hates Rent as much as I do. I take that challenge and I raise you. That'll be a fun one to record then. Oh, yeah. No, it'll be great. We'll we'll, we'll get all of our anxieties out. We'll get out our, like, impotence at the situation and redirect it all to Rent. Seems healthy. (laughs) The concept and the musical. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening, you guys. We are at Musical Splainin with no G on Twitter mm-hmm. and at Musical Splaining with a G on Instagram. Follow us. I am at Kavitaharian on Twitter and at Permafriends on Instagram. Uh, Lindsay? And I'm at NameBrandLindsay on Instagram and at the Lindsay Ellis on Twitter. And we'll see you guys next time. We won't time see you at the theater, very... No, we'll see you. On, on Andrew Lloyd Webber's YouTube channel. <laughs> See. Yeah, I'm hoping they stream cats. That'll be a fun one to shit on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In real time. All right. All right. Well, we'll see you at the pre recorded theater. Thanks for holding on, you guys. We'll be back. Bye. Bye.